Black Wally. I got some water. That's the only reason I stayed. Water ain't got no business being in short supplies. <laughs> My name is Wally, and I'm definitely an alcoholic. The reason they call me Black Wally is because there's so many white Wallys. I remember the time when I was the only Wally. Now, before I start lying and wheezing and choking up you, I want you to know one thing, and that is this that I can do something God can't do. According to the Bible, I can. I can tell a damn lie. And <clears throat> now the Bible says it's impossible for God to lie, but I've been lying off and on all of my life. And the most pitiful, pathetic lie that I ever told was I told it to good old Black Wallace that I could go out and have a few drinks without being a lousy, dirty, stinking, rotten, funky, nasty, filthy, glued to the sidewalk, snot slinging, rotten ass drunk. <laughs> now, I'm going to use this thing now. Uh, I'm not getting high on it. It's for my emphysema. Uh, I don't want you people to think of standing up here tripping out in front of your faces. I'm trying to tell you I'm not getting high on this. <laughs> okay. Somebody said, make a long story short, don't tell it. <laughs> but you got to say a little something. I don't want you people to think I'm an Al-Anon. <laughs> you know, an old boy gave his ma a parrot, you know, and he said, he called up a few days after that, he said, Ma, how did you enjoy the parrot? She said, boy, it was delicious. She said, you wasn't supposed to eat that parrot. He said, I paid a lot of money for that parrot and taught him two different languages. She said, well, God damn it, why didn't you say something there? <laughs> One day at a time, but by the grace of God, I will not take a drink no matter what happened, and I suggest you do the same. I would beg you if it was, it would do any good. I begged one man out of a drunk one time, and that's the honest to God's truth. And I would do that right now for the whole group if it would do any good. I would say, please don't go out there and take that lousy, dirty, stinking, rotten, funky, nasty, filthy, shitty-ass drink a drug for one day, no matter what happened. And if you do, you'll re probably regret it the rest of your life, like Wally, if you live, if you don't die, if the shit don't kill you. Bring your regrets back to Alcoholics Anonymous. But the way you get out of that, and that is not to take it. I haven't seen anyone yet that went out and got drunk and come back and said that things was better. Not yet. 
You know, the two little boys was outside of the woman's door, and uh, these dirty old men, you know, like uh, Chad and myself, I can pick on Chad, would go up and stick a 20 under the woman's door and spend a little time in there. So the little boys wonder, so what's going on in there? So I don't know, have you got $20? No, we got 20 cents. Poke the 20 cents out of the door and let's see what happened. Well, they found out what happened. The woman come to the door and slapped the shit out of both of them. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I could take twenty dollars. <laughs> I may have another drunk, but I don't believe I've got another recovery. Besides, uh, hi, Linnell. Besides, uh, a little bit of that stuff go a long way. Two things a man can catch up on quicker. Can catch up on quick, and I know you men would know what I was talking about. You can catch up on your drinking and your sex quick, <laughs> no matter how long you've been without. <laughs> I never have to worry about catching up on it anymore. I don't need that one day at a time, but by the grace of God. I was the white sheep of the family. I think I had a brother that was, uh, I think I had a brother that was a closet alcoholic, I believe, it is my idea, that uh, he was a closet drunk, I believe. Uh, and when he died, if you mention alcohol, his wife would be all over you like a buzzard. So she might have protected him until he was dead, I don't know. But he never went to bars. He even went to church on rare occasions. But I still believe that alcohol got him. Now, I wasn't that kind of a drunk at all. I was a street drunk. I would go out and I'd get into fights. I would insult women. I would defy policemen. I would get slapped down and hauled off to jail. And you know, I was scared. Did you know that? I was scared before I ever took a drink. I was scared to death. Matter of fact, I was scared of girls. Scared to death of females. And after I had a few drinks, the girls were scared of me then. <laughs> if alcohol had done as much for you, as it did for me, or at least I thought it did, you drank some more of it too. All the thing about it, when I drank it, I found myself, I dissolved that knot in my stomach, I got rid of my fear, and then I was ready to get into trouble. Alcohol grabbed me early in my life, and when I wanted to put it down, it would not let me go. Somebody asked me, I think a couple of people asked me, so aren't you nervous when you get up and you talk to a bunch of people? I don't know, maybe I am. But I tell you this, when you're nervous uh, talking in front of a bunch of people, somebody said, that's God's way of shaking the truth out of you. <laughs> so I have too big a problem with it. 
I'm also nervous when I get on a plane. And yet, two of the safest way of traveling is plane and the elevator. I went to Alaska not too long ago. Obviously, I couldn't take an elevator. So I took a plane. It worked out just wonderfully. God is down, down here, and he's up there, too. I like what I said about God. Capital G-O-D, God, God damn it. I ain't talking about trees out in the backyard, or doorknobs, or anything else I can set limitations on. I am speaking of a power that is greater than that of myself. I was an agnostic. I didn't think, I didn't know what an agnostic was. I never heard that word before. I covered Alcoholics Anonymous, and I found out that I was one. <laughs> i give you an example. If Carmen said there was God, and Diana said there was no God, in the old days, I would have stuck my nose in that and said, well, either one of you could be right. That's an agnostic. I didn't know that. Now, I don't care if Diana said there's God or Carmen said this. It doesn't matter. All I have to do is just believe that there's one, and there's one for me. I go to an AA meeting because it seemed like to me they're both tied in there together, to me. The only way I could accept God was through the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. I go to a meeting, and I don't have to take a drink no matter what happens, and it's a total success. God is a success in my life. Somebody might jump up and say, Why do you mean to tell me you believe that bullshit? Yes, I do. Why? Because that's the way they ain't stay sober. That's why. I don't have nothing to lose by not believing anyway. And may have everything to lose by not believing. One day at a time, but by the grace of God. I notice, thank you, sir. There's a lot of women in the place tonight, and it's beautiful to see you females. When I first come into the Alcoholics Anonymous, I kind of felt like women was usurping the place. I thought that they was there to read me off or some kind of crap like that. Uh, matter of fact, <laughs> my ex-wife was expertise at reading read me off. So I would resent the women. You know? <laughs> I heard an old boy say one time, and I thought he was the worst old womanizing, philandering son of a bitch. He said he made this stupid, extremely stupid statement in my opinion. He said, AA is a beauty shop for women. I said, well, that old bastard, he's looking for a damn woman. <laughs> Over the years, I don't know if I'll ever see him again. I don't know if he's still living or what. But I should apologize to him. Because he is right that AA is definitely a beauty shop for women. Now, if you don't think our girls are beautiful around here, you ought to see them out there another drunk. You know? <laughs> so I dissolved my fears with alcohol, and I fixed myself up with alcohol, and I tried living with alcohol. And it wasn't too long before alcohol 
decided to kill me. I had to go out and get drunk once more. And alcohol gave me a particular message. You know what it told me? I survived that time. It said, if you don't leave me alone, I'll kill you. That's what it said. It had a way of talking to me. I believe, I like to use the word stupid as applicable to me. Now, I'm not calling you people stupid now. There's too many of you. <laughs> but what happened the last time I went out and ran my ugly head back and swallowed a drunk? I was a disaster area. <laughs> I had did myself almost to death. <laughs> now, what the hell do I think will happen the next time? shouldn't take a genius to figure that one out, should it now? You know? You don't take the first drink, or in many cases in the room, or the first drug for one day, and you keep coming back to the meetings and believe what they say. Don't have to resent nobody. I, uh, I used to, but that'll screw you up too. All I do is just go and listen and believe, believe in the higher power, and I come back again, and I don't have to take a drink for one day, and AA is a total success. One day sobriety is success. And but by the grace of God, I've had a series of days. I went to high school and I didn't finish that. I went to college and I didn't finish that. I went to the county jail and I finished that. <laughs> oh, I've been on a few lockups. The only reason I didn't get to the state hospital was they kicked me out because they had enough nerve to tell me they didn't have any facilities for alcoholics. And my feeling sure was hurt. Because, hell, I didn't even think I was an alcoholic. <laughs> now I know damn well I am, was and am, and will be so until the day I die. But I only have to deal with it one day at a time. Now, good old Black Wally, I've got an old rotten body that can't handle alcohol. But yet, I got a dingbat mind that keeps telling me I can. Some people call that the itty-bitty, shitty committee that lives in my head. <laughs> I heard an old boy say one time, he'd be walking down the streets in perfect peace and serenity, and suddenly his mind would attack him. Go on over there and get you a shot number. There's the apex bar. Go over there and get you a shot in the beer. You ain't no alcoholic. That's what his mind told him. So he was sitting there saying, Hey, you ought to call your sponsor. You're thinking crap. The next thought come to him, says, Hell no, don't call him. He'll just tell you not to take it. <laughs> what the hell you want to call somebody to go talk you out of it? And gave himself permission to go get splattered. Now that's why. I make AA 
because of my head. You see, I've got a brain that is programmed for destruction that tells me what to do. I mustn't buy into that. No wonder we say a power greater than that of myself. I've met the enemy, it is me. So I believe in a power greater than that of myself to protect me against me. Not you, but against me. You know, the old wino was walking down the streets. He was wearing the typical wino costume. <laughs> Tennis shoes, overcoat, and no underwear. <laughs> and on the overcoat, he's got fresh defecation. That's a fancy word for shit. <laughs> he goes in his bar. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. And he sees the most gorgeous little lady that he ever laid eyes on. The girl was perfect. She didn't even have her hair out of place. This old rotten wino walks up to her. He says, hello, baby. So she smelled him and turned her head. He says, girl, you mean to tell me you ain't going to speak to me? He says, I speak to you. I ain't even going to look at you. He says, well, I guess making love is out of the question. You know, um, it's good to be accepted. And I'm not talking about NAA because hell, AA will accept any damn thing. <laughs> they accepted me. <laughs> but I could walk in a room full of people, and I've only been in three countries, and that's, uh, I was in uh, Canada, old Mexico, in this country, and I can walk into a group of people and nobody give a damn whether I'm there or not. Now that's what I call acceptance. Not that anybody say, get that son of a bitch out of, call the police. I don't have to live that way anymore. I'm accepted almost every place I go. Now let's picture the toilet for a minute, okay? Stir it up real good. Filth in the toilet. Take that, take a long drink. I guarantee you, I know I've seen a few faces made then, but I guarantee you that it won't be as bad as alcohol. You won't throw up at once, right? Uh, won't give you the dry heaves with it. A good gulp of shit water will not give you the dry heaves. I don't give a damn what you say. All the thing you do is just throw up once. Have a healthy puke. You ever had the dry heaves? I see a lady there shaking her head, yeah. <laughs> well, that's a hell of a thing to do to a woman. It's A very memorable occasion. If you've ever had it, you'll never forget it. <laughs> now, toilet water won't do that to you. All right. The man ain't going to pull up the wagon and say, get in the wagon, you've been dragging shit water, right? 
And you damn sure ain't coming back and said, give me another cup of that shit water. <laughs> so for me, <laughs> it's better to drink crap water than to drink booze. You'll come out better. Might get hepatitis, might. But with alcohol, I got cirrhosis in the liver. You know what I mean? That ain't gonna come out of a cup of shit water either. You know what I mean? <laughs> Again, I plead with you not to take the first drink, no matter what the shitty committee says. One day at a time, but by the grace of God. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not a has-been. Some of you in the room may be has-beens, but I'm a never was. The only thing I, I only claim the fame was that I joined the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. That's the only thing that I ever did in my life, and as far as I'm concerned, and please understand this because I am an alcoholic, that everything on earth is bullshit outside of AA. Why? Because I'm an alcoholic, that's why. Hell, I ain't got that crap. No, I've a drink. You know, the car, the bank account, no money in the bank, you know. Little status, you know. Late model automobile. I don't have none of that. If I ram my ugly head back and swallow hooch. So I, so I insist, I reiterate, Everything on earth is bullshit but AA. Because without it, I got nothing. I had to get old before I was offered a scholarship to go to college. I told him to sit on it. <laughs> I'm on sociable security disability, and what the hell have I got getting a degree? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd rather come out here, or go up to Alaska, or go somewhere, and bray at you people than to be sitting around a classroom. And I don't need no more money anyway. Oh, I could use more if I had it, but I don't need no more. What I've got now will pay my modest expenses. I would urge you to go to any lift to get the program and keep it. I sure as hell went to any lift to stay drunk. I went into the Chinese market one time to steal a big bottle of wine. I did it before. Only that day, the dirty bastard had them all wired up together, you know. <laughs> you know, Chad, <laughs> I brought the whole shelf down. <laughs> you ever have an angry Chinaman chase you with a meat cleaver? <laughs> now, about this Chinese fellow, you know, he, um, uh, he was a wife abuser. Not we never seen him hit her, but she'd be wearing black eyes and hell. Uh, wasn't nobody giving to her but her. But him, they lived in the back of their store. I don't believe other Orientals bothered to visit him. And I think she got tired of his bull crap and got the family shotgun, the one he had there for us winos, and blew his shit away. You know why I keep telling this story? Because I was willing to risk my sorry little rotten, funky, nasty life for a dirty, stinking, rotten, funky, nasty, shitty-ass 
bottle of wine. All right. It may sound like I hate alcohol, but believe you me, I do not. No way. No ma'am. No way, sir. Uh-uh. You see, I didn't chase. I chased alcohol. Alcohol did not chase me. So, no, I don't hate it. I got no business hating it. But I've got a heavy respect for it, though. Blackouts, I've had them. You know, people tell you what you said and what you did, and we had to stop so-and-so from killing you and all that bull crap. <laughs> Can't tell them all to you. I probably don't even remember them all. But I remember there was a bunch of black dudes congregated around a big bottle called Oso Negra. In Spanish, our Spanish-speaking friends will tell you that means black bear. And if you'd have seen that bear on that label, that ought to have been enough to tell you to leave that shit alone. <laughs> that bear was a mean-looking son of a gun. <laughs> but I needed a drink, and I was going to take a drink, and I was going to be happy, and I was going to walk off from them. Because it did look kind of like a disastrous group, you know. And uh, so I took one drink, and that spun my head around, took on my toenails, it made me feel great. Now, nothing on earth would be better than, the, than another one of those. So I stuck around for another one or two or three, I don't know, but you know what? Woke up in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> now, what the hell am I doing way down there in Mexico? I ain't got one sous marquee. And man, I don't know how it is now. I don't go there no more. I don't. I ain't lost nothing now. But you know what? They got a jail down there. That is fantastic. There's nothing in Vietnam to beat it. There's no top on it. They got a little barbed wire around the edges of it so you can't climb over there if you could. And the damn thing is half full of water most of the time. <laughs> well, I sure begged and pleaded out of that one. And, a, and an English-speaking policeman told me, he said, we got our problems down here. You got no money. Get the hell away from down here. There's that line. Yes, sir. And, man, I'm making it, too. Now, that's the way alcohol do me. One night, I come home and told my wife about my girlfriend. I don't remember nothing about it. See, me and her cousin went out drinking. He and I, we claimed kin, but he wasn't no kin to me. He was just my cousin-in-law. And she had a whole bunch of cousins, more than the average person. She was all over the place. And I hated them. But Lawrence I liked because Lawrence stayed in a drink all the time. He'd get a drink. He'd intimidate people on the street, you know, for a drink. You know, he'd walk up to somebody. He's a very big and imposing person, you know. And he'd walk up to somebody, you know, and he'd say, I know you're going to loan me a dollar. <laughs> they say, yeah, you want two? <laughs> he'd go in the liquor store and lean over by a gosh like Godzilla and get him a bottle. He had an arm span like an eagle's reach. Uh, 
And, and he stayed on it. He wouldn't watch, but he stayed on the drink all the time. The boy was good to drink with. So anyway, I come home, shot my wife off, my mouth off to my wife. The next morning she was telling me about it just like she'd been there, you know. She'd say, uh, excuse me, I, ladies. <laughs> she usually didn't cuss either, but she was cussing that morning. She said, I know you bitches, that goddamn old female. She lived in the red brick apartment, those things. I see the bitch, I'm out jumping, and, uh, and you're the dirtiest mother. I said, where the, where the, why the hell does she know? So I, I thought that Lawrence, her cousin, you know, the one I told you about, I would work the streets for a drink all the time. You know, I thought he ratted on me. I really did. I didn't think I told that. I thought he told off on me. So I invited him out for a fight. <laughs> I don't know what I thought I could do to him. Anything that can hurt him is extinct. <laughs> anyway, he followed me out like a grizzly bear. Get out in the backyard. He says, boy, what in the hell is wrong with you? He's looking out at me like you would have killed you. He said, Lars, you know what's wrong with me. You told Lola me about Ophelia. He said, you're lying sack of shit. I didn't tell our damn thing. I even, I even begged you to shut up and you kept on talking. <laughs> Now, that's the way alcohol do me. You wouldn't think a little substance like that would take your mind away and turn you to, into something else, but it will me. One day at a time, but by the grace of God, you just don't take the first drink for one day. I'll fix up, pill. Or whatever you've been throwing down your system, leave that shit alone. I am reminded of at least three steps. One, that I admit it, that I'm powerless over alcohol, and that my life has become unmanageable. I don't give a damn what I've got going for me, good, bad, or indifferent, I am indeed powerless over alcohol. Ken continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. You know, the AA member was driving through the old, this old poor neighborhood, you know, and he ran over a cat, and he felt terrible. He thought about the 10th step. He said, I ought to, he looked over there and seen an old lady with a bunch of cats around the house. He said, I ought to take this cat over here and apologize to this old lady and offer to pay her for it in the spirit of the 10th step. So he took, the, took it over to the old lady, and the old lady looked, he said, Madam, I'm sorry I ran over one of your cats. How much owe you? old lady looked at it. She said, well, hell, I don't know if it's one of mine or not. It's all smashed. She said, what did it look like before you hit it? And he goes. <laughs> well, having had a spiritual awakening, as the result of these steps, we tried, T-R-I-E-D, to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles 
in all our affairs. It didn't say we succeeded with the dam, but it did say we tried to carry the message. And since we tried, we didn't have to get drunk. I was born in poverty. I lived in poverty. But to be poor is not always to be hungry. Because our grandmother fed us. And, I was, and, and, and when she passed on, I could always figure a way out of getting my food. And under the most terrible conditions, I always ate. But never one time I ever woke up too sick from something I'd done to myself to eat. You ever smell food cooking when you got a hangover? My ex-wife was horrible at it. Sometimes I think she'd done it to out of spite. I'd be trying to sober up and she'd be in there frying goddamn fish. You ever smell fish cooking when you had a hangover? <laughs> Isn't that a horrible thing? What the hell are you doing in that kitchen? She said, any of your business, I'm cooking my kids some supper or breakfast or whatever. I said, well, God damn it, can't you give them some bologna sandwiches? <laughs> you know, something wine I wouldn't have to smell. I never... I always prided myself, incidentally, I don't believe in pride today, but in the old days I prided myself with being able to make money, being able to feed myself, being able to get a girlfriend or a woman, being able to do this and being able to do the other. But yet I was drunk. And when you're drunk, you kneel. Me, I was anyway. I had had every job in the city of Phoenix that I could hold. Either I had had it or they had heard of me one. I had a bad habit of uh, stealing from my employers for the sake of alcohol. And I mean it too. Only for the sake of alcohol. <laughs> I made me a, a job of my own. I, got, I had a truck. And I started hauling trash with my truck. And in those days, you could make a little money quick. Matter of fact, you could make a whole lot of money quick. But here's what I did. I would go up and give the housewife a little uh, commercial. So ma'am, trash is up against a redwood fence. The kids may throw a match in it. If that happens, poof, there I go. You sent, oh my God, I hadn't thought of that. And uh, they would uh, pay me to haul it, you know. And uh, <clears throat> then I would junk on the side. Stuff, you know, people say, well, you don't, we don't need that. You can have it to get it away from you. I would do stuff like that. And I could make money if I hadn't been a, a lousy, sorry, dirty, stinking, rotten, drunk. The lady said, I'll pay you them to the burning can. Well, you know what you do with a burning can. You burn. 55-gallon drum. You uh, hold tight near the bottom of it. 
When it gets so full of ashes, you have to dump the ashes out in order to burn some more. Now, <clears throat> if your trash man is sober and he's thinking, he will get a little hose, you know, you get a hose and put a little water and then poke around in it before you dump it on his truck. But if you're Wally, <laughs> black Wally, and you have snorkeled from Sherry Wine and Country Club Ale, you're going to dump a hot can of coals right on top of a dry load of leaves. Now, it gets pretty hot here in July and August, but nothing like that. So, lady pulled up beside me. She said, Mister, your truck's on fire. And sure enough, the whole bed was blazing. That's what I was doing, sashaying around the street, street to finish with a truckload of fire. So I headed for a filling station. And I said, go back, God damn it, don't come here. <laughs> but you know, he had no other alternative but to help me put that fire out or run the risk of blowing his business up. You know, I don't hate nobody when I drink. <laughs> At any given time that I drink, somebody else is guaranteed to get hurt. Probably somebody very small and innocent is going to have to die behind my insanity. I mustn't do that to me again, and I mustn't do that to anybody else again either. And the only way I cannot do it is through the constant attendance of AA meetings. Now, I will not tell you to do as I say. That's no good. But I will suggest that you do as I do. <clears throat> I will not sit around on my butt and wait to be invited to a big meeting like this so that I can get up and show everybody how smart I am, you know. <clears throat> I got a little seven or eight member meeting every morning that I go to with the exception of Sundays. I'll go to the meeting. I must not die, a lousy, dirty, stinking, rotten, funky, shitty-ass drunk. Now somebody's going to say, well, you're going to die anyway. I don't care, but I ain't going that way. I bet you. You know, it's beautiful to be 62 years old. I hope I'm not bragging, because God gave it to me. It's good to be on Social Security. <laughs> I was told I wouldn't live long enough to get it. And had I been doing what I was kept doing, I wouldn't be getting it. Therefore, I want all of you people to get jobs, to keep jobs, so when I take my Social Security check to the bank, it won't bounce. <laughs> because you people are... You know, old Uncle John gets on the bus, and uh, he sits down. He's got a lot of defects, physical that is. He has heart trouble, lumbago, uh, diabetes, and on top of that, he's overweight. Oh, he's in a hell of a shape. 
And now was the young lady hanging on to the strap, and he felt so sorry for her because none of those young men would get up and give her a seat. So he said, honey, you can sit in my lap. He said, you don't have to worry about me. I'm just old like a John, and I won't give you no trouble. Since these young men won't let you sit down, you can sit in my lap. So she sat in his lap. The bus started hitting a few rough places, and finally he said, Honey, you better get up. I ain't as old as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah, I got a few health defects, but you know what? It ain't nothing I can't handle. Ain't nothing I'm not living with. I'll admit I don't enjoy my other diseases as well as I do my disease of alcoholism. I actually enjoy that. But I went to the doctor the other day and he told me my sugar was down. And he told me, he said, you don't need as much medicine for your emphysema as most people coming here do. I felt good. I left there, by gosh, knowing that I've got a few light afflictions, which are but for a moment, that work for me are far more greater in exceeding an eternal weight of glory. I borrow that from St. Paul in the Bible. Whatever's wrong with me, drinking is guaranteed to make it worse. I must not go out here and do it to me unless I completely lose my mind, unless I absolutely go insane. I believe in insanity before the drink because I have suffered it. Somebody said, make a long story short, don't tell it. Old FDR said, be brief, so when you speak, be sincere, be brief, and be seated. <laughs> well, I guess that's what I got to do. I think I gave you a fair idea. <laughs> I, I, I guess you're conv convinced by now that I am an alcoholic and not an Al-Anon. <laughs> and incidentally, the Al-Anon program is beautiful. I know I've attended that too. I want to thank everybody who came tonight. It's always a pleasure to see Ralph. Ralph uh, is a very dear friend of mine, and he sobered up in the post office. <laughs> Usually the postal employees shoot each other. <laughs> but he sobered up in the damn thing. <laughs> See, God is on Ralph's side, too, see. And there's Carmen, and then there's Diana, and there's Josephine, there's Sam, there's Chad. Beautiful people that I know in the program are here tonight. And I am most grateful. Penny and Cleburne, beautiful friends of mine. Laura, I mean, I... Uh, I, I <coughs> Somebody said, let your attitude be one of gratitude. 
I hope to hell I'm grateful. If I was to say a prayer right now, I would pray for gratitude. And if I go home and find a drunk sitting on my step to my apartment, glued with his own filth to the floor, I ought to just jump up and down and shout hallelujah, glory to God, and take him out to the lock. Get him some help. Because you see, I owe that to the sick alcoholic. And I owe a hell of a lot more to the not-so-sick alcoholic. Like those that are sitting around in this room right now. How you doing, Dave? Dave attend that little meeting I was talking about almost every morning. It's terrific. It's good to see you, Linnell. They say that AA is a beauty shop for women, and it is. So let me say this, and I will sit down and shut my yap, I promise you. I was at the old court class on alcoholism, and I heard a man make one of the most remarkable statements. I hope I shall never forget it as long as I live, and it goes like this. I would rather go through my life stone sober, believing that I am an alcoholic, than to go through life drunk, even just a little drunk, trying to convince myself I'm not. <laughs> 